Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Blog Talk Radio. <laughs> Well, all right. Well, all right. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. And welcome to the program. We appreciate you um, being with us today. You know, we, I mean, again, like I say it all the time, we appreciate you being with us any day. Uh, like they say, any day uh, on this side of the ground is a good day, right? Um, this is going to be a little tough talk for some friends of mine. You know, when I, <clears throat> I'm always telling people that I talk to when I do my political stuff that I spend about half my time with one foot firmly planted in the derriere of the um, of Democrats and progressives and liberals and, and the other half firmly planted in the um, hind part of conservatives and Republicans, <clears throat> which is, uh, to be honest, is mostly true. It's not always true, but it's mostly true. And um, because whenever, because to be honest, whatever, viewpoint that I hold is a viewpoint that obviously that I gravitate towards. Um, so it is impossible to be uh, completely unbiased, um, but I am a person who is realistic. And sometimes, and if you can go back through my um, my archive here on Blood Talk Radio or my archive on, on Spreaker, which is easy to get to now because um, all the shows are, or most of, of all the shows are on either iTunes or Spotify. So it's easy for you to do that. Also, this program is going to be on the Fightback Media um, group network. It's a brand new thing that I'm doing. And um, if you want to participate, just send me an email at WLS860 at gmail.com. All right, on to the, um, the subject for today. It's an open letter to the, uh, the GOP. Um, when I get done with what I'm going to tell you, um, I'm going to tell you the genesis, what really caused this to sort of boil up at me. Those who've been listening for a while know that I get, you know, when I get sparked by something that's happening in my, you know, in my own existence, things that cross my path or that I'm experiencing that I <clears throat> don't want to talk about. I want to talk about, this is, you know, I, I, I tweeted this. Well, no, let me, let me read to you what I wrote on Facebook. Um, and this is in the Willie Lawson show, Fight Back Media on the page. You can see this yourself. Uh, I wrote it about 25 minutes ago. It says, Today I am tired, trying to convince y'all that we are in a fight to save the Republic and our way of life is exhausting. Most of you have been lulled into a false sense of everything's going to be all right. The truth is nothing is going to be all right. The attacks on your freedom and liberty are happening every day. And now, more than ever, those attacks are coming from the halls of Congress, duly elected officials that are ready to transform this nation into something that you will not recognize. 
the use of mass shootings to suspend the Bill of Rights, practically really, um, are the, and most of you are not willing to challenge it at all. You have chosen safety over liberty. Soon, you will have neither. You keep putting your faith in people and political parties and not in the most holy God. There will be consequences for your action. It started there. And then I went to Twitter. I got to get off Twitter. Twitter. I wrote this. Dear GOP, I am writing to let you know that if you continue to ignore allies that are risking their, their social and political capita, you have missed a once-in-a-generation opportunity to protect the republic. And its loss will fall on you. And I, I'm, I'm just saying. There you go. And its loss will fall on the GOP because right now, in our current, in, in our current configuration, now configurations change, and they've, they've changed throughout history, but in our current configuration, it is going to fall and this is the most frightening thing to me. It's going to fall on the Republican Party to to save the Republic. Holy crap. And what I mean by this, I'm, and, and, and I'm not going to, I'm not going to miss words. I'm not going, I, I'm not going to beat around the bush. Is that frankly, there are now in this time, for what for any number of reasons, an awful lot of out-of-the-closet black Republicans, black conservatives, black libertarians that are out of the closet, that are off um, that are off the reservation. I won't say off the plantation because I hate that. But they are now, they have walked away from, from the political parties and the political ideologies of their parents and their grandparents. And now they are openly touting the concepts of freedom and liberty, self-determination. This is something that hasn't happened. First of all, I'm 58 in my lifetime. I'll be 59 next month on the 6th, and you can send me presents. Um, it hasn't happened in my lifetime, not to this degree. There are openly young people, gray heads like me, and in, and people in between, are openly walking away from the ideologies and the political parties of their parents and grandparents. Openly. Imagine a group of young young black people walking through um, the streets of D.C. in their red Make America Great hats. And not because they're all in love with Donald Trump. That's not it. Please don't buy that narrative. It's because what they're starting to get a taste of or what they're starting to get a, get a notice of is that um, now that they've gone through all they've gone through and now we're at the door of really participating in the bounties that America is supposed to be offering to them, that, they're, that the political party of their parents and their grandparents is closing those doors. And, and, and basically the, the, the feeling is, oh, hell no. No, no, no. We've gone. We have gone through too much for the political party of their parents and grandparents to close the door and to shut down that opportunity. 
right before we get it. It's right here. I can taste it. I'm experiencing. I'm experiencing the 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 the, the social growth. I'm in, I'm experiencing the economic growth. I'm experiencing all the things that America said it would offer, all the liberty and all the freedom to to prosper. And just as you're doing that, no, you're going to change the economic system so I don't prosper. You're going to change the 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 playing field. Because you don't believe I, I, I can survive. I'm fine. Thank you. And some people are getting that. Not everybody. I, I, please. Not everybody. This is not a, a 75% walk away from the, you know, from the Democrat Party. It isn't. But people are starting to get it. So this is, I believe, a once, maybe a once-in-a-generation lifetime. I mean, once-in-a-generation opportunity. I have two main things that I think that the Republican Party needs to do. Two main things. Um, I, I like to keep it simple because if you get too too complicated, people start interjecting their own stuff in there, and then it gets screwed up and it gets diluted, which is what, what the Republican Party has historically done, especially when it comes to black people. I'm not going to say the other term, people of color, because that's just diminishes what we're talking about. That's just nonsense. I'm not talking about people of color. I'm not talking about Dominicans. I'm not talking about Puerto Ricans or, or Hispanics. I'm not talking about Latin Americans. I'm not talking about black Muslims from, from other countries. I'm, I'm not talking about Somalis. I'm not talking about anybody but black Americans. That's what I'm talking about. I, mean, I, just, I just want to make it plain. That's who I'm talking about. I'm talking about black Americans. Here's the first thing. The Republican Party can do a lot better job. Actually, a lot better job. You can start. I'm just going to be plain. You can start supporting black Republican candidates who are running in minority districts. Instead of looking at it as, well, there are no fish there. Well, truly, there are. And some of us have been telling you that for freaking years. It's going to be really hard for me not to swear on this broadcast. So if I if I slip, please, please forgive me. It is it, it is my frustration that is boiling to the top in these issues. You know, it's it's my district, as a matter of fact. A good friend of mine that I I, I contribute on his weekly radio program ran for a Congress in this district um, three times, four times. And we have a 70-30, and that means it's 70% Democrat and and 30% Republican. And it would seem like at the, you know, from the outside that that would be a lost cause to start with. And his performance, um, with with little or no support from the Republican Party, has been just that, about 34%. And he continue, and, and my friend continues, uh, his name is Eddie Adams Jr. He continues to be a force in the community for good still. It, it often, you know what, I often think about, golly, if the Republican Party of Florida had decided that they were going to actually support black Republican candidates running in minority districts, and I understand that that is an uphill battle. But they were actually going to provide them resources. They were going to provide them volunteers. They were going to provide them 
with the infrastructure to make these to make these campaigns viable what could have what could have happened how different things might have been I've told this story on on on, on my programs before um I ran for county commission actually twice and the and the, and the first time um, just like the second time, I didn't qualify to be on the ballot because I didn't get enough petitions and I didn't have the money for the qualifying fee. And after I decided to end my county commission campaign because I wasn't going to qualify, uh, I got a call. Actually, I got an email from a, uh, a good friend of mine in, in, here in the local party, and, he's, and he said that, he, that somebody from RPOF, Republican Party of Florida, would, would call me. And he did. I think it's, I think I remember his name being Mike Grissom. I believe he was the executive director, or executive secretary, and he called me to talk about running for state senate. Now I wasn't really interested in running for state senate, um, quite frankly. But I said, well, what kind of you know? And I said, well, I don't, I, do, I don't have, didn't have a qualifying fee to run for county commission, so I'm not going to have a qualifying fee to run for. And he said to me, don't worry about that. We'll take care of that. And then I said, hmm, what other support will I get? And, he, and, and at least he was honest. He said, pretty much none. Because that's not a, because we don't think that's really a, um, a seat you can win. Yes, this was a conversation. We don't think that's a seat you can win. But by the, well, the plan was that if the person at the time who was running, and a name her name is Althea Joyner. Um, if she has an opponent, she has to spend her money on the money that she raised on her campaign. She can't just donate that money directly to the Democrat Party of Florida. So uh, I, I clear. You want me to be on the ballot? to keep her from donating her campaign funds that she won't need for a campaign and throwing them in the Democrat, the state Democrat party pot pot. And he, and he said, yes. So on election night, because I have not had the funds, I've, I didn't have the resources to run a viable campaign. It's going to say on the TV, Althea Joyner, 92% of the vote with a loss in eight. And I'm going to get my ass kicked and be embarrassed on TV and, 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 and you know, in the area. And for what? And then he started him and hawing about, well, you live in, you know what? He started giving me the, the, the stats of the area. And I said, I know that. And I said, thank you. No. And that was one of my most pissed off days ever. Uh, and I've been angry about stuff before. I have been angry about stuff before. Um, I have not been much angrier about stuff than I was that particular day. And then I got on this format that I'm on right now, and I called out at the time the chair of the R of RPOF who was calling me during my broadcast. Because I had talked to the executive secretary for like an hour and a half. Uh, and I was pissed. And you know what? And now it's, and that was 2000, what was that, 2008? Um, and now it's 10 years later, 11 years later, and we're dealing with the very same stuff. 
It's exactly the same. Nothing has changed. Exactly the same. Any gains by black conservatives and black Republicans have, have been done on their own without any support, and I'll say it that way, any support of the Republican Party. Of Florida, the Republican Party, uh, I mean, the, I mean the, the national GOP, you know, that is what the deal is. That's the thing that bothers me. And now this, this, there's an opportunity to do something really special that is going to that that is going to have generational repercussions. And it doesn't seem to me. And if somebody from the GOP um, is going to listen to this at some point, or or is, you know either the local GOP or somebody else. Yeah, especially local GOP. You guys, you guys have my phone. Call me. Call me and tell me I'm wrong. Call me. My guess is that you're not going to because I am right friggin' on target. Just like I've always been. Just like I have always been. You just don't like to hear it because it doesn't sound nice. It doesn't sound nice. It doesn't sound grateful because there were some people, some individual Republicans that helped me on my campaign. I'm going to mention one of them by name, a a gentleman by the name of Steve Emerson, former former Marine. Well, actually a Marine, because you were always a Marine. Um, When it was time in that first campaign to, for me to get petitions, you know, he took a handful of them around his neighborhood, knocking on doors, getting his neighbors to sign petitions for me. And they didn't know me from Adam's freaking house cat. So there were individuals, but they're always going to be individuals. I'm not talking about individuals now. I'm talking about organizational. I am looking currently, I am scrolling up and down the, 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 um, the first page of GOP.com. There are pictures of the president, of course. There's a picture of Bernie, there's a video of Bernie Sanders. Um, and then a news person, and then a video that says "Thank you, President Trump," and then another picture of Donald Trump. Um, pay, call, and they call him the Paycheck President. I'm going to click on the Action Center. I mean, this is this is really going to give us an idea about. Let's see here. Uh, connect with our GOP groups, young leaders, our RNC women, GOP faith. And there is a picture that says black Republican activists mobilizing black activists to vote their interests in. Okay. Here we go. Has anybody seen this? GOP Hispanics, Asian Pacific Americans. Has anybody seen it? Other than this one small picture on the website, has anybody seen it? Has it had any effectiveness where you live? Are we seeing it here where I live? Well, and, if, and especially for the people who are going to comment who live here, where, where have you seen it? And every time I talk to somebody who was who from here, they go, well, you know what, you guys, you guys never tell, tell us what you're doing. Well, we're, it, the, the thing is that anything that we're doing is in public, like 
Like right now, see, and here's the here's the thing, and I got to go on to the next subject because I'm running out of time. Um, yeah, um, they are the local Republican Party is is partially sponsoring the the, the radio program that I told you about, and they helped start it. So that's quote their outreach. And as much as I like that for my friend, and much as I like that to be able to contribute on it, much as I think it's a good idea, I think that the problem is that because they're doing that. They're not going to do anything else. They have deputized us and pushed us into the hood and say, go for yourself. We have put the Republican badge on you. And now I'm like, I'm supposed to be some some sort of Republican Barney Fife. And I told them a long time ago, I'm not going to do that. Without real support, I'm not going to do that. With not being, you know, with, with not being able to participate in the, infra, you know what, in the infrastructure, I'm not doing that. Not going to. All right, and I mean, obviously, there's a lot more about that we could talk about, but we're, I, I'm I'm running out of time. I'm only going to do I'm only going to do a half hour today. I got other to do. All right. Um, the other part is the support of um, Black Republican organizations. Again, this is a once in a generation lifetime. This it it really is. Um, we're talking about. A number of, of of organizations out there, the Frederick Douglass Foundation, that is run by my friend Kevin McGarry, of course, um, the other other Frederick Douglass um, organization. Uh, there's that going on. There's my you know the organization run by um, C. L. Bryant, black activists, black conservative activists like Alfonso Rachel. I was having a conversation yesterday. I was talking to who the hell was I talking to yesterday? <laughs> oh my god, my, my my brain, my my brain, my brain, my brain, my brain. Um, I was talking to Chris Arps yesterday, Christopher Arps, who is um who, who is the president of Americans for Citizen Voting, uh, an or, an organization, a five zero five zero one C four organization. That's that's going to put a ballot initiatives on ballots around around the country in battleground states to have only citizens vote. You think that that's something that shouldn't be necessary, but it truly is. Anyway, I was talking to Chris Arps yesterday. Uh, we did a broadcast that you can see on the Urban Game Changers page, or Urban Game Changers Florida page, and um, we were talking about it. Just seems incredible that you have all these all these organizations that have been around that are doing uh, a, a super job. And what they really need is they need support. Now, part of that support is monetary. And just to be honest with you, there's no way around it. The other part of that is infrastructural. How good would it be to have um, on the Republican Party of Florida page on their website, a link to the Porch Talk radio program, partially sponsored by the Hillsborough County Republican Party. What would that do to bring advertising in? What would that do to spread our word and help us to do things like syndication and be all over the be all over the state? What how good would that be and what how much would that take? How much would that take to be able to be integrated into the infrastructure? into, frankly, the money stream. Hmm. 
and we were talking about the Republican National Convention that was in Florida. That was in actually wasn't just in Florida. It was in Tampa. It was a it was a 15 minute car ride from where I'm sitting right now. And I got to be there thanks to a lot of you um, broadcasting from Radio Row, which was a which is one of the thrills of my life. And um, where every time they would announce who was going to be speaking, I was thinking. So where is Sonny Johnson? Imagine Sonny Johnson, Alfonso Rachel, C.L. Bryant, Jesse Lee Peterson, prime time, Republican National Convention on the stage. Can you imagine? There, 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 was, the oppor- there was an opportunity. But instead, No. Mia Love, cool. You know, I, I I'm not going to spend any time hating on people like Mia Love, and I know that you know a, a lot of conservatives have problems with Mia Love, and a lot of Republicans have problems with Mia Love. I ain't got no problem with Mia Love. I ain't going to spend any time doing that, not today. Um, but there was ample opportunity, especially then, for some people who were out there right now knocking it down. Absolutely knocking it down in organizations that could have used the exposure for sure at that point. See, O'Brien had just produced a movie called Runaway Slave that was about leaving the Democrat Party. It just couldn't have been any better. It just couldn't freaking been any better time. Nothing. No invite. Nothing. Silence. Back to the same old thing they always do. And of course they lose. Of course they lose. And now they have this opportunity. And I'm not just, and I I know a lot of you thinking, well, They'll have Candace Owens, probably, and that's fine. Candace Owens has made her made her mark working for not a black organization. Turning point is not black, and I and that's fine. And I ain't got no hate for Candace Owens. Candace Owens is effective with the people that she can that that she needs to be able to reach, and she does that quite effectively. Ain't got no hate for Cannon Owens. Cool. That would be somebody that I would that I would put on the list. I would put others on that list. I would still go back and put people like C.L. Bryant. I would still put new people like Shirley Huzar. Shirley Huzar was a um, the person who announced the 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 delegate ballots for the state of California during the 2016. Republican National Convention and runs an organization called Urban Game Changers. People like that. There and there and there are others. Chris Arps, Kenneth McClinton. Kenneth McClinton of the Exceptional Conservative Program and the Exceptional Conservative Network. Chris Arps of Americans for Citizen Voting. There are others. 
The organizations could use the exposure, frankly, and the Republican Party could look and see that there are that they have allies in the urban community <clears throat> that can do better for them there than they can do for themselves. And a lot of these folks have basically given up a lot of their political capita, social capita, and familia capita sometimes in the search for the preservation of freedom and liberty. And it's still my heartfelt opinion, belief, that unless the Republican Party starts to take advantage of that sooner than later, they will have nobody to blame but themselves for the loss of the republic. History will not treat them kindly because someone's going to ask what happened and why wasn't there anybody to defend the Constitution? Why wasn't there anybody to defend the concepts of freedom and liberty? Did the, did, did the leftists have any op- opposition And it's going to, and history will go. Not any effective opposition. They had allies, but because of any number of reasons, chose to ignore them. It makes me tired. Y'all, I've been at this for a while. Like I said, I started this this program back in. March of 2008. It is now August of 2019. More than 11 years. And I sound like a broken, sound like a broken, sound like a broken record. I imagine that I will hear from some of um, my Republican folks in, in, in the area sometime today, and that's fine. I'm looking forward to your phone calls. So until we see you again, go out there and learn something, love somebody. And for goodness sakes, y'all take care of yourself. We'll see you when we see you. Bye-bye now. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, oh.